Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Leslie. Welcome to Quince. A little sweet. A little tart. And a little unexpected. Today is Thursday, January the 26th, 2017. And you have been busy. I have been very busy. Yeah, we've had snow a time or two, and or one time. Well, I, I want more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, so we got a little bit... We're a little bit behind in doing our recording for various reasons. Various reasons. But yes. we've been looking forward to getting back together. Absolutely. You want to tell them what episode this is? This is episode 30. That we're is proud a, of ourselves. That <laughs> is just amazing. I think we could do it just a year and years. a half. A year and a half. August. We started in August of 2015. 15. Okay, so mm -hmm. it's not quite two years. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'd say 30 episodes is pretty good to oh, Darn so right. So far, so good. Yeah, yeah, and we still have a few people that listen to Yeah, us. we still have a few people, and we really appreciate you. Absolutely. And tell your friends, and hopefully we'll keep going. You know what I really like about this, regardless of how many people are listening, yeah. is that this will someday be a recording for history. Absolutely. At least for Patrick County well, or and, and, Knitters you know, or... Yeah, exactly. It's out there. Many years, good many years ago, um, his name was Tom Carter, and I think there were some other people, came into Patrick County and did some recordings mm -hmm. of some folks in the area. And um, I, did, I knew they did it, but, you know, it was like this was some year or something and it was just gone and I was on the Ferrum website a few years ago and just poking around. Ferrum, Ferrum, Ferrum College. College. Yeah, down, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's in Franklin County, yeah, not it's, far. Is it a, a, it's not it's a Methodist College. Methodist College. Mm -hmm. Lovely place and um, I was just poking around and found my grandfather's voice. Oh, you're kidding. He'd been dead for three or four years at uh, this time. Uh, and that just blew me away. Oh, it would have me too. You know, and so it was just, you know, these they were collecting folk history or whatever. <laughs> and um, how it got to Ferrum, I don't know. I don't think they were working for Ferrum. Well, Ferrum is a repository Absolutely. for a whole lot of things in this area. Yeah. That's such a great museum. I was there a few weeks ago, oh, and, yeah. and there was a whole exhibit on the canneries in this area with the oh. labels and everything. It cool. was really nice. Oh, I'll have to tell Wendell about that because he remembers the Huff Cannery. That was in Floyd in County. In Floyd County. They had quite a few in Floyd County. I'll have to tell yeah. them about And they that. have them on the walls by counties. Oh, I'll mm -hmm. have to find out how long that'll be. I might ought to take them over there if I can. Oh, they'd love it. Yeah. You can just go down anytime. Yeah, I think that would be interesting. Yeah, and there's some good restaurants in the oh, area, yeah. too. Hey, take they, them to lunch. The number one important thing about any trip is where are we going to eat? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and you've been busy at the homestead? Other yes, yes, we did our Volunteer of the Year, Volunteer Appreciation Supper. We did a dinner this time, and gosh, we had close to 50 people How who lovely. came. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We did our Volunteer of the Year, and this year there were two. We couldn't decide. We couldn't decide <laughs> between them, huh? Linda Wilson and Ruthie Harnsberger. Oh, two fine women. Very, very fine. And then we did one... Uh, special volunteer of the of the year for 
children's activities and Melissa Martin Aww. gave that to and then one for music and gave that to Ron Pendleton. All right. Yes. Very good recognition. It good was. people. Yes, and Anna Clark spoke. Uh-huh. She's president or upcoming president of the Rotary Club, Clark Oil and Gas. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. And she did such a good job. Awesome. Just, yes, yes. Yeah. So that was, that's fun. I always love that. That's one of my babies. Oh, sure. Yes, Absolutely. Lisa Martin. And yeah, I put, well, I've known uh, Linda forever. She, was she graduated teacher. from Marshall where my sister, she and my oh, sister really? were there like, one year in, but it's a big university oh, in yeah. Huntington. Yeah, well, she, she was the teacher when my mother worked as the school oh, secretary yes. and was always very sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's so that's great. And talented actress, yes, yeah, she did some really good work back in the in the days when the uh, well, local she's theater a, group and she's a tour guide, yeah, at the house. She's been with us, gosh, for years six, yeah. seven years. As well as other things. And then Ruthie is such a character. She, oh, yeah. I haven't she, known her as long, but she's a delight. Yes, she is. And she just does. We always tease her that uh, anytime we have to pour wine, we just call Ruthie oh. and sign her up to be our right. bartender. But she does yeah. lots of things. Okay. Yeah. For us. Yeah, you couldn't do without these people. No. They oh, gosh, wonderful. no. No. Yeah. Oh, my. Without the volunteers, we couldn't do Half yeah. the things. Yeah. Yeah. They're hardworking. Yeah. Well, let's see. What else? Um, our Great Books, Great Conversations group, we realized we've been meeting, I believe it's nine years. Wow. Just starting our ninth year. Wow. Isn't that amazing? And so I was the teacher, the leader, the facilitator this past Tuesday, so I got to pick, mm -hmm. we've been this past year, each of us will pick an author, and then we download a PDF or get the short story, it has to be under 100 pages, yeah. and so I picked Pearl Buck, oh, yeah. and a story called The Demon, it was about Demon River, the, mm. the Yellow River, uh, and an old lady, and whatever, but it was so much fun fun to do research on Pearl Buck. She was one of the earliest civil rights proponents. Uh -huh. She was big on uh, interracial adoptions, uh -huh. especially for Asian children that who had been fathered by American soldiers yeah. during, you know, World War Two and yeah, other times. And yes, yeah. And, Vietnam. Mm -hmm. In fact there were two boys in my neighborhood, they were older than me, um, a family had gotten them through Pearl Buck, and these two boys were from the Philippines, and they were like my brothers and sisters' yeah. ages, and were neighbors, so I grew up always having yeah. Bob and Bill nearby, sure. just very handsome guys, both yeah. of them, yes. And so, no, she was a Virginia girl, a West, West Virginia, West Virginia girl. Yes, born in Hillsboro. Uh -huh. She wrote over a hundred novels, short stories, I mean, prolific. Uh-huh. Yes. And yeah. they, some were China, uh, you know, based in China. Yeah, I'm, I'm more familiar with her based in China ones. I need to look at uh -huh. some of her she other She had some in America. She wrote under a name called John Sedge, S-E-D-G-E, -E, which I didn't know that. I didn't know either. Until the <laughs> other day. 
Um, and they took place in Kansas, of all places. Wow. I have no idea. She had um, her bachelor's was from uh, Randolph Macon mm -hmm. in Lynchburg, and then she got a master's from Cornell. Yeah. But she'd come back from China and go to school, then go back to China. Wow. Her family moved there. They were missionaries, Presbyterian missionaries, right. when she was five months old. Wow. They went back. Yes. And then when she did leave um, in 1932 in the Good Earth, of course, uh -huh. the, her most famous, yeah. came out uh, and she won the Nobel and she won um, the Pulitzer, yeah. the only American woman to win both. both. Yeah. And anyway, she couldn't, she was not allowed back in China once all the political whatever. Oh, yeah, and sure. she even tried to go back in 1972 with Richard Nixon uh -huh. and was all set to go and the Chinese government said she could not. Oh, wow. Isn't that sad? That's very sad. Yes. And, and her love of China showed so much in her work. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, wow. But anyway, so there you go. A little yeah. trivia on that. I didn't mean to get that no, much no, no. off on her. You know, it's very interesting because a lot of these writers have somewhat fallen out of fashion. Sure. You yeah. know, and I guess she may be, I don't hear her mentioned as often as I did when I was much younger. Exactly. Well, and she sometimes had those two-page short stories in Good Housekeeping yeah. or whatever yeah. Yeah. Um, that... She probably did it for money or whatever. Yeah, too. Yeah, well, you know, and, and that's okay. Keep her name out. And, yeah, and uh, yeah. So, so people would pay attention to the books. Well, uh, there were eleven of us at Great Books, yeah. and a couple of the folks had read The Good Earth. Yeah. Other than that, they didn't know anything. Really? So yeah, oh, so it is pretty amazing for being someone who was so popular right. at one time. At one time, interesting. All right, so are we ready for... A little sweet? Sure. Okay, well, I didn't get a whole lot because I have a feeling one of our things might cause some discussion. Um, I don't know how much a non-knitter would know about the Women's March and the hats. Well, I never knew anything till I started seeing them on people. You know, all yeah. the pictures, yes. Well, I'm not sure exactly who started it. It was some lady in California, I, yeah. I read. Okay, yeah, and um, they uh, it's the Pussy Hat Project. Right. And women all over America and maybe other places knitted hats to send to the march. Oh, and the the most popular um, project that I found was by Cat Coil, and uh, it's knitted. There is a crocheted version, and that's the pussy hat. Ah, it has uh, little ears on either side of the top, and it's a very simple little knit. It's got ribbing, and then um, I think they fold it over to get the. Um, you actually sew the it ears to get the ears. So, well, but there it, were millions of there them. There were millions <laughs> of them. This, this particular, um, the last time I checked, this particular project, uh, particular pattern had been downloaded over 30,000 times. Wow. 
and it may be have been more you know because I checked it a few weeks ago and it had been um, done and they did it in all kinds of colors uh, mostly the pink uh, and to look at the pictures yeah. of that sea of pink yes in all those cities right was just wild and somebody and I think it was somebody in the uh, Trump administration asked if they were made in America Ah. Uh, of course, it caused a laugh. Right, because all these knitters all across these knitters America. Did it. Some, yeah, some stores actually ran out of pink yarn. Yeah, I wondered about that. Yeah, that there was no mind. pink yarn yeah. anywhere. Well, I saw on Facebook a few of my friends who talked about knitting ten or a dozen of them. Yeah, and, and they're still knitting them, and uh, <laughs> so it really was really and, and men with them. Mm-hmm. And I saw, I don't know how many pictures. This was the most peaceful march. Not a single person of all those millions of people was arrested. I know. Not one I know. arrest. And I actually saw pictures, and maybe they wouldn't like to know that they're out there, but pictures of policemen with these hats on. Oh, I know. I did, too. Yeah. A couple. You yeah. Know, and grinning mm-hmm. because they thought it was funny. Yes. And so, well, when you think about who who went, yeah, especially you know, say to to D.C. or you know some of the bigger places, we live in the middle of nowhere. I didn't even know about the Floyd one. Until yeah, I didn't hear about it until after. after. But the Roanoke one had a, uh, over four thousand people. Yes, yes, which yeah. is wonderful. Yeah, but. Um, you know, I had two sisters who went. I had a yeah. brother-in-law who went. My granddaughter and her yeah. mother and grandmother went. And yeah. these are all in different cities. Oh, yeah. You know, it's from Raleigh to Nashville to Charleston, West Virginia. Yeah. I knew people and, from Oakland all the way to Virginia Beach mm-hmm, that went. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if there was... Uh, uh, the girl I know in Virginia Beach went to D.C. Right. I don't know if there was a local march right. My college roommate from Vermont yeah. came down to D.C. Yeah, probably. I mean, and these are doctors and teachers and ministers yeah. and business people. And, yeah. you know, so, you know, the, the backlash from some people, I, I don't understand I don't necessarily. Yeah. Because it was peaceful, it wasn't whiny per se, it was just saying, hey, we're here. And the thing about it is, for every person that went, there was probably a different reason. Yes. There were some that were interested in education, there were people that were interested in the sciences, I saw, I saw signs for everything. Yeah, I did too. And environmental issues. And then there were the basic uh, women's, women's rights. Women's rights, yeah. Yes. That was the huge yes. one. Yes. Yeah, that was, and some, uh, you know, I have not seen a single negative picture. Well, some of the signs, um, which I have I to say, I maybe laughed out loud at some, but I yeah. could see where they might have yeah, been. Yeah, I didn't see any because maybe I got a you know maybe we got classier friends that didn't put up stuff well that, I went and up I and looked at pictures you know the ones from um, London and Paris and yeah. Africa and Antarctica yeah I looked and, at some of those too uh, they, they were just amazing yeah all seven continents oh yeah, yeah. Australia yeah, yeah, so so, but I really didn't see any negative stuff I did hear people say that they did 
But I really didn't. And, and, you know, sometimes you have to be a little strident to get your point across. Yes. Well, and, and I think that's, that's what it was. These people have been beating their heads against the wall for years. Why are we doing this again when we did it in the 60s? Right. You know, why are we having to do this again? And I saw signs that said that. Mm -hmm. uh, with old ladies that walked in the 60s. Yes. <laughs> you know, they, uh, why, uh, I don't understand why. Which I'm aren't that much older than us. Are, yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> They're like, yeah, well, yeah. I never said I wasn't an old lady. <laughs> um, but I did see, I saw one that was a woman in a wheelchair, and she had to have been in her 90s. Wow. Who said, never again will I be interred. And she was a Japanese-American. Oh, wow. That yes, it eyes. did. It really Absolutely. did. That one gave me goosebumps. Absolutely. Well, and that's the people. All of these people were who <laughs> the, this, this group wanted to represent. It wasn't just one thing. Right. It was a million. I'd never seen so many people. I was talking oh, yeah. to my son. And I said, you have to go look at these pictures. Oh, I mean, yeah. you're talking even Austin, Texas, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the uh, streets are filled everywhere. And even in these little towns like Floyd. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people they had. A couple but, hundred, but... Yeah, but know, they were, hey. our, you know, they were our neighbors. Yes. And yeah. uh, concerned about stuff. Mm -hmm. And concerned about people. So, anyway, so I knew that would cause Well, that's, a, that's an interesting... <laughs> I'm so glad you did that. Yeah, because um, it was uh, really, really neat. And there are a couple of groups on Ravelry that discuss the project and um, that have members that... Uh, but how they coordinated getting all the hats to D.C. in time and that's... getting them passed out. The, the organization of this thing must have been pretty good. It must have been. Yeah, because that was a lot of people to deal with. They would have had to have had a lot of portage on, so I would yeah, think. Yeah, so to get all that done. And then I found the cutest, and I'm not sure why it's called. This is a really neat uh, crochet project. It's called the Six Day Kid Blanket by Betty McNitt. And it's just a really, really pretty stitch pattern of double crochets. Oh, that's nice. It's it looks sort of old-fashioned. Yeah, yeah, it's got an old-fashioned feel to it. Why do they call it Six Day Kid? I couldn't figure it out from the information on the... Um, Are there six rows? Or? Yeah, it's got... Um, and she has almost 30,000 downloads, too. <laughs> wow, you're maybe, in the wrong business. You better come up with a Yeah, I know. Well, um, maybe she's the one that said 30,000 when I was looking this up the other day. And the other one, I don't know how many. She doesn't really say. So that I may have had that backwards. So I have no idea how many the pussy hat had been downloaded. Mm -hmm. This one was downloaded 30,000 times. And, um, but it's a really pretty stitch pattern with uh, double crochets and um, there were a lot of different variations that people have been doing. So a six day kid blanket. K-I-D. Kid blanket. By like your little goat. Yeah, by, or, or little children, I'm not sure which. But there's nothing on the site that says why. 
It's called that. <laughs> so, but it's different. I, I'm sure it takes more than six days to do it, unless you sit and do it 24 hours. But it's about, um, it's done with a, well, maybe it's done, it's done with a pretty chunky yarn. Uh, two two stitches, two and a half stitches to an inch. So it might might take only six days to make it. Maybe that's yeah. the point. Huh. So anyway, I'll put links to both of those. And we will do... A little cart. Which is where we're going to talk about our main subject. Yes. Which we have, or over the past few weeks, I have had a lot of elder care. You certainly have. Yeah. You have sat in hospitals. We and, have sat in hospitals. Oh. My, my stepfather had a something of a crisis a couple of weeks ago and wound up in the hospital in Radford, which is about an hour away. Wound up being a, an attack of pancreatitis. That's painful. Extremely painful and distressing. And then he had to have his gallbladder removed. And so my mother doesn't drive, at least right now. So that entailed taking her to the hospital nearly every day. That's a lot of... Yeah, a lot of ups and downs. And she did stay over a couple of nights. But my mom's 82. I think that's just amazing. She could stay over at all. She was exhausted. I bet. It was really, really hard. Yeah, and so, but she did stay over the night before his operation because they were going to do it so early. Yeah. And she didn't want to have to be ever getting up at four in the morning to travel over there. And then, uh, and of course, in the meantime, I'm still the full-time caretaker of of my dad. Uh, My brother tried to help out, but he only had a couple of days free. You know, because of his lifestyle is complicated, and so the buck stops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and your father is eighty-two. He's also. eighty-two. Mom is actually eighty-one until March. Okay. Yeah, but uh, she'll be eighty-two in March, so that's pretty close. Yes. Yeah, and Dad's eighty-two, and he was having some problems with his knee, and I finally convinced him to go to um, the doctor, and we figured out it was arthritis, mm. which is a pretty Normal state of affairs for 82. But when they flare up, the arthur or the rheumatism, as he told me at the community supper yeah. the other night, yeah. I said, I heard rheumatism. you've been hurting. He said, I got the rheumatism. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. yeah um, that, most people around here call any kind of ache like that rheumatism. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. know. In West Virginia, too, yeah. when I was growing yeah. up. In fact, I. I had you had to learn to spell rheumatism in <laughs> yeah. nursing when I was in nursing school yeah. in 1983. So you yeah, know, definitely you had to be able to spell because you were putting that down a lot. Yeah, I got the rheumatism <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and the rheumatics. They they had all sorts of variations. So uh, so any and my uh, dad's uncle, who was 98 years old, passed away through all this. Um, the day that we were going to have, have the funeral, we had the blizzard. That's right. We had yeah. nine inches of snow, yeah. so they postponed They postponed it for a week. And then, of course, Dad didn't want to miss the funeral, so he kind of kept going with the leg longer than he should have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So uh, I finally convinced him to go to the doctor the Monday after the... Yes. And, of course, that was an all-day thing, you know. 
Anytime you go to the VA hospital, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, and or any it, hospital, yeah. Well, his doc, his doctor had suggest, had said he just couldn't get him in, and so he sent us to the emergency room. And of course, that gets you into the system, and it gets complicated. But but it was okay. They gave him a knee brace and and some medicine, and he's feeling better. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, I have often said I think my the entire reason I have been put on earth is to look after old men. Ah. Oh. You know? <laughs> Which I don't really mind it. Mm. You know, but that just, uh, I took care of my grandfather for over five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, three years full time. Wow. And I worked nights and looked after him days. My boss was nice and let me do that. Mm. And, um,. It wasn't easy, and I was in my forties no. at the time. <laughs> no, it's not easy at all. Yeah, but Daddy's a whole lot easier. Well, your dad's so sweet. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's pretty. He's and your mom demanding. and and oh, yeah. are so sweet. Oh, absolutely! I don't so. mind doing any of it, but, but it, it can, can get be. stressful. It can. You just feel pulled. You don't have the breaks. You know, I I moved home to take care of my dad. Oh yeah, exactly. In the last year of his life, I didn't know how long it was going to not. be when I moved home. Um, but it's it's full time, yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. And it's and it's things. It's not just the care. You know, the bathing and the. Um, House cleaning and the feeding and the medicine. Yes, and yes the, the cooking. Yeah. I, yeah, I remember going. Yeah, we're both really yeah, good at cooking. Yeah, that, that was cooking three meals a day, yep. seven mm-hmm. days a week. It yep. was like, oh my goodness, when yep. was the last time yep. I did this? And we're sort of like, you know, or I am, but like the housekeeping is optional. Right. Well, but that you can't was. Do that. I didn't. I. I <laughs> jokingly but not really I said if dad if I'm moving back home and I lived in Florida at the time I said you have to promise me you will keep Rhoda who was his housekeeper yeah. you must keep Rhoda on oh, well, <laughs> he well, said well of course well so. that's a different circumstance because my dad lives in a 14 by 12 cottage right you know and so it takes me uh, I go there in the morning from 7:30 to 8:30. And then I go back at 11 and stay till 1. And that's breakfast and lunch. And at lunchtime, uh, we do his bath. It was the bath day. Mm-hmm. And I clean. Right. And then when I, supper time is 4 to 6. Or now it's 5 to 7 because he likes MacGyver. <laughs> and MacGyver's on me those, TV. Those shows get to be very important that's to totally, people at Yeah, home. it's totally fine with me. So I'm going from I five like to MacGyver. Seven. Yeah, I, I sit and watch MacGyver with him. So from five to seven, I'll fiddle around with you know tidying up and 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 fixing supper. Um, but I split it up like that because that's what he needs. Right. You know, we were working with agencies, and I understand they didn't want to be running back and forth, but they would work from like ten to three, and then I'd have to do breakfast and supper. Yeah, that not that much. Help. And there just wasn't enough work for five for the ten to three shift no. if you took the breakfast and supper all. You could, would scrub the floor in 10 minutes. Yeah. 
Yeah, there really wasn't that much work to do. You know? It's a cute little cottage. It's and he's very happy. A little it. little house. Yeah, it's a tiny we, small we, house, tiny house. What yeah, do you call them? Tiny <laughs> house. We were on the tiny cutting edge of tiny house and didn't even know it. That's right. And Grandma Pods. That's right. Yeah, we didn't have any idea when we, uh, my brother set this up uh, when we we had to intervene. His situation had gotten to the point where he he wasn't taking his medicine. He wasn't. He, he was having medical crisis after medical crisis. That's right. Wasn't taking care of himself and had no money. Yeah. Because it just vanished. Yes. Uh, so I, and that know. does happen for a lot of kids. See their parents reach that point. Yeah. And so you know, I told Sam you know, after I, I finally had to, it, I lost him one day. He. Um, because he was still driving, too. He was still driving. I remember. <laughs> yeah, and he disappeared. He didn't show up because I would give him his medicine every couple of days so I could check on him, and he didn't show up for his medicine. Well, then you started giving him his medicine. He had to come to your house twice a day. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so I lost him. That Well, he disappeared with that. He didn't come. So I went looking for him, and he was in the hospital, and nobody had told me. So I get to the hospital, you know, I finally track down the people who are supposed to know. And they say, oh, well, we took him to the hospital and just left him and didn't tell me. And so I get to the hospital. It really got kind of comic. And go to the place where they, the floor where they tell me he is. And so I go to the nurse's station. They say, oh, he's in room 13. Well, I walk in. He's not there. So I come back out. And she says, um, I say, he's not there. She says, why? <laughs> and um, oh, I said, boy. he's not there. She said, well, is he ambulatory? I said, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to find. Well, you would, you would not believe how fast. Of course, you probably would because you've been in the medical field. People were going around like ping pong balls. Oh, I bet. They were flying You don't every lose day. patience. They were going <laughs> every direction. People. And I'm just like, you know, I went in the waiting room, sat down. I said, well, I'll turn up. <laughs> you know? And they were scared that I was going to be upset. Mm. And so they finally sent this little doctor in. And well, most people would be upset. Yeah, well, I knew it was something. I mean, he hadn't died. She would have known that. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know? I didn't even know what was wrong with him at the time. Uh, so they finally sent this little doctor in, quaking in his boots. They had taken him over to another hospital for x-rays. Oh, wow. And it hadn't gotten entered into the system. Oh, my goodness. So the nurse didn't see. You know, they're all. it's all about the computers. Yeah. And so, so I went over to that hospital and found out he had broken his back. That was the reason he was in. Oh. <laughs> so, wow. So it was, uh, you know. So I, you know, it's like I told the little doctor. So well, I lost him first. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> not that big a deal. But so anyway, we got him back, put him in rehab. I went to my brother. I said, "This has got to stop. We are done with this kind of thing." Yes, you were. And you were right. And he stepped up, because he's the man of the family. You know, I could have nagged my way into it. But he just went to Dad and said, this is what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. And Dad said, okay. Yeah. You know. Well, your dad likes both of you yeah, a lot. Yeah, he, but I think he would have given me a little more trouble. Would he have? Maybe. Because yeah. I had been through this like four times. Well, that's him. true. You were. You know, and he went off back where he went. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, but once Sammy said, but once Sammy said, this is what we're going to do, that was it. Yeah. Of course, I pretty much decided what we were going to do. Yeah. And then um, he came up with the idea for the tiny house. Yes. And yeah. so, um, so it's worked out 
They know pretty well. Yeah. Because your dad still has some sense of independence being in his Absolutely. own house. Yeah. Yeah. And he can be in his own house and he can fiddle around, watch TV the way he wants to. And people come and visit him. Mm-hmm. And I took him out for a ride today, which we couldn't do when we had the home health. Right. Because we had to have him there for them. So I took him to Floyd and we rode around oh. um, over the hills and got groceries and had a good time. So. But it's not easy. It is not easy <laughs> at all. I was looking at some quotes on this. Um, this one woman, Peggy Spears, has written a book called The Inspired Caregiver. Ooh. Finding joy while caring for those you love. Might need that. <laughs> yes, and she wrote, I believe that most caregivers find that they inherit a situation where they just kind of move into caregiving. It's not a conscious decision for most caregivers. And they are ultimately left with the responsibility of working while still trying to be the caregiver, the provider, and the nurturer. I have, I have a friend that went through that. She well, went, you did too yeah. when you took yeah, care of Grandpa. But, but the thing about it is um, our friend did not have as much leeway. She worked a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And her mother began... I, and I don't know how she did it. Her mother began to have uh, mental issues, Alzheimer type. I think it was more dementia. Mm-hmm. And it got really complicated. It does. It you does. Know, well, you know, I used to do private duty. Um, in well, I did it in West Virginia and in Baltimore and Ohio, um, just all over. And lots of times it was because the family member had to go to work. Yeah. And they needed someone to come in yeah. and stay during the day. And lots of times it was for dementia. Yeah. Patients. I don't know how. And I do not know how spouses, given, you know, I was oh. 43 when I looked after my grandfather. His mind was sharp as a tack. Right. Uh, but it was so, his was full time having to pick up and carry, you know, because he was 95 when he died. Mm -hmm. So it was basically changing diapers, having to exactly. do the heavy care, you know, uh, feed him. Yes. With a spoon. Yes. But his mind was still good up until the last month or two. Uh, I don't know how somebody in their 70s or 80s does it. I know, and they do in this they country. They do. I admire that. I... So much. Yes. But how do they do it? I don't know. And the dementia. Well, yeah. and even, you know, of course, I worked in an Alzheimer's facility yeah. for several, five years. Um, those devoted, <laughs> excuse me, those devoted spouses who would come in every day yeah. and stay all day yeah. with their partner. Yeah. I mean, just unreal. Yeah. Now, that wasn't all of them, but there were there those were situations. Sure. Yeah. Yep, and just the stress of seeing the person. Oh, and to have them turn and say, and who are you? And who are you, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, or the worry of um, them getting out. Right. You know, my grandfather's 
little house, cottage was about 25 feet off the road, mm -hmm. a very busy secondary mm -hmm. road here. Mm -hmm. And of course his mind stayed good. But uh, if his mind goes and he gets out, yeah. You know, this is my responsibility. Well, I had the responsibility with none of the authority, and it got that was stressful too. Yes. Uh, but if he got out and got hurt on my watch, you know that was stressful. Mm -hmm. But he fortunately we, we didn't have that kind of issue. So I did think one time that I might have that issue. He'd gone to lay down on his bed, and he was walking with a cane at that time. He was in pretty good shape, but so I was vacuuming. And he kept it at like 98 degrees in oh, the house yes. all the time. Oh, yeah. So I was wearing like a t-shirt and, and very little else, you know. And all at once, it felt, I was like bending over, and it felt like he hit me in the back of the head with his cane. Oh, my God. And I fell. He, I was standing in front of his recliner, and I fell into the recliner. And I thought, this is it. He's gone crazy, and he's trying to kill me. What am I going to do? Oh. And so I come to and turned around. He wasn't there. I went back into the bedroom. He was sound asleep. So what happened? Well, uh, my, my doctor cousin theorized that probably a blood vessel popped. Because oh. it was so hot, you know, it can happen sometimes. It's a tiny little uh, blood vessel might let go. Uh, nothing serious. But to feel like a blow, it felt like that. It felt like that round cane uh -huh. <laughs> hitting me on the back of my head. But there's no way he could have moved that fast. Right. I don't think I was out out for more than a second or two. But I, I really did. I thought, this is it. What am I going to do? And that is something you worry about as a caregiver, yeah. is what if something happens to me? Yeah. Absolutely. A lot of people are very isolated yeah. in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, there's nobody. You know, when we were setting up this care situation that I have now, they said, well, who, who's your secondary? I said, what? Mm-hmm. And who comes in if you're not able? I said, I have to be able. Yeah, like during the snowstorm when you walked I six walked three miles. Times. Right, six miles total. Yeah, in eight, eight inches of snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a mile yeah. each way. Back and forth all, all day long. Because I had to come home and keep the fire going and, then, and tend, to the, tend to the dogs and everything so I couldn't stay at his place. So, so, yeah, but, yeah, I, I just told her, there's no such person. And she said, well, I have to be for our form. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. The buck stops. It does. Um, another situation that people have, and I, and I went through this when I was 12, when my grandparents moved in with yeah. us. And... Grandpa was, he was okay, but he was tottery and was 90 at the time. Yeah. And Grandma had had a stroke mm. and was blind and bedridden. Wow. And, but her mind was still sharp. Yeah. And she lived for five years. Wow. Grandpa lived for two. In fact, he died on Christmas morning. Yeah. And, um, 
But that changes the dynamic I'm of a sure. family. Now, I was the youngest of five kids, and so my siblings were all off at college. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it was me and mom and dad. Right. Too. And, and, um, and this was her parents? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So her life drastically changed. Absolutely. Yes. And she had a lady who would come in on Thursday. Thursday was her day to take off. Well, and well I bet she did that. She did. She had that day. Yeah. And I. I remember the first time they went away for a weekend so that mom and dad, you know, could go off to oh, a medical meeting in Wheeling yeah. or Charleston or something. And I was 14 and I took care. I had 100% responsibility of a blind, bedridden grandma. person. <laughs> grandma. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which was meals and cleaning and, you sure. know, and just... Um, but I do. don't think I ever thought that it was oh, it's kind of the it, normal state of affairs, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. and pro probably some 14-year-olds couldn't yeah. do that, but it was, I don't know. And my grandmother and I were very close, yeah. very, very and good that, friends, that and that made too. a difference. Yeah. Um, oh, that made it. Yeah, yeah, a yeah that would make a big difference. But it does seem, mm. you know, it probably wouldn't even be legal now yeah, to leave well, a 14 year old with right. your 90 year old grandma. Well, you know, yeah, I don't know. Exactly. But even a 14, 14 is fairly responsible. Especially age, for, for girls. For girls, yeah. 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 Well, when I was little, my great grandmother lived. I said, she had, my great-grandmother had a son, which was my grandfather, Cruz, and, and two daughters. Um, and she, they took turns taking care of her. Oh, so she'd go and live with people. She came and lived with Grandma for a while, and then she'd come and live with one of the daughters. I don't remember that she ever went to the third, to the second daughter, but I might be mistaken on that. But I do remember seeing her at those two houses. And uh, my mother worked at the school. As a school secretary, but uh, after in the summertime, she would walk down. We would walk down Concord Road. We spent a lot of time walking down Concord Road, and we would help Grandma take care of Grand Grandma. You know, and I remember that it, it made something of an impression mm -hmm. because she was at the point where they were pulling and tugging on her and trying to you know, having to get her up and down out of chairs. Right. And this was before hospital beds. Oh yes. Before wheelchairs and before really I think they did have a potty chair. I think to remember seeing that. Mm -hmm. But other than that, you know, they really didn't have much help. No. And then eventually her mind did get bad. Oh. And she got kind of um, uh, aggressive. Yes. I guess, so they finally did have to do the nursing home thing. But she lived to be 98 oh, in the nursing home. Feisty. And they said it was her her uh, entire personality changed so much because she'd been such a quiet, sweet woman. And then when, when uh, her dementia came on, she became somebody else. Cuss like a sailor. Oh yeah. People didn't know she knew those words. Oh yeah. <laughs> she would hit people. She would hit the nurses. Well, you know when my mother, who was the sweetest person oh, you sure. can even imagine, and 
at, she went in the hospital for heart surgery, mm-hmm. and she ended up dying. Oh, um, yeah. But um, they were giving her pain, you know, major pain, morphine yeah. and what have you, and she threw pills at a nurse. <laughs> she said, I think she said, damn, or something, yeah. you know. And you know I mean, never heard. she never, we oh, weren't yeah. even allowed to say dern, you know. But yeah. when she threw those pills at the nurse, I so my well. mouth hit the ground. You know, it was like, Mom, you would never do that to oh, someone. Yeah. Yeah. She said, "Well, I am now." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're yeah, like, don't true. give her the, that kind of medicine anymore. Uh, yeah, really. Yeah, when you start seeing that kind of change, another thing I noticed in going back and forth with my grandfather. And I don't know if you've seen this or not, but when we would, like, he'd have to go to the hospital. It would, he would be so confused. Oh, yeah. And it would take him a couple of days. It's like he, he kind of lost grip of himself. And then he'd get settled down in the hospital or whatever. And then we'd bring him back home and be the same thing. Mm-hmm. He would be so confused and not really himself. For, for a, a couple, couple of days. days. Uh-huh. You know, and I think it just that change, even though we were bringing him back into a familiar situation, the change really uh, addled him. Well, I think that people um, in those situations, something as simple, if I can put that in quotations, simple, um, as a urinary tract infection. Oh, yeah. I mean, can make. Oh, and, uh, a total personality dehydration and dehydration too. will do that. Yeah, I've seen that with dad and mm-hmm. um, with with dad, and mom, and grandpa. So if they actually end up in the hospital, they have poisons that their kidneys were not yeah. filtering, and, and it's really so messing up the it does. Their thoughts. Yeah, it does, and so much medicine. Uh, you just you'll see people, especially with private duty. Sometimes you'll go in and you're like, "Why is this person on fourteen medications?" Yeah. You know, it's just well, Danny's on almost that many. Yeah, well, yeah, there's the mean, heart medicines and yeah, and, and sometimes and some of them vitamins. Right, yeah. right. You got four, three different kinds of vitamins. Yeah, but sometimes you know yeah. you're like, whoa. Let's see if we can get some of these down. Yeah, you, know, you wonder sometimes because it can make people confused. Yeah, yeah. Even well, if it's not, you know, the pain medicine or right. whatever. I'm talking about blood pressure medicines really? yeah. mixed with some of these you know things. some of the other things. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I guess we're lucky. We haven't seen that kind of problem with that. No, he seems very yeah, clear. And Grandpa only took he took a, a B twelve shot and a thyroid pill. Very and good. And an aspirin. Very and good. That was it. Yeah, yeah. For most, uh, he did have a bout of depression, mm. which you know when you're nineties and you have to you're ninety two and you have to quit driving. Yo, yeah, that's <laughs> something we didn't even mention. You know, when you have to tell them they can't drive anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been lucky with that too. I kind of eased Dad out. Mm-hmm. And then the vehicle. And the vehicle quit, quit and I just didn't fix it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one but, way. Yeah, and so. Uh, I think I've talked on this show before about how we all, all five siblings, elected Sister Ruth 
could tell dad oh, yeah. it was time. Yeah. You know how, well, like you were saying, your dad listened to Sammy. Yeah. Well, everybody listens to Ruth. Well, and, and I think that's a good thing. Because if you've got a spokesperson that you can back up. Right. You know, it's like I won't go to say, dad, Sammy, go do this and then not back him up. Right. You know, and he Oh, did. yes. Oh, but, yeah. But if you've got somebody that yeah. they will listen to, and yeah. then you can Who's very up. firm and yeah. very matter-of-fact. Like, this is the way it is. Yeah. And we're going to do this, and it's that's the way it's done. Yeah, I would have cried or something. Or yeah. He just yeah. looked at me. <laughs> well, I just, you know, I just could not get Dad to listen to me. Mm-hmm. You know. And I, I'm not a crier. And I'm a logical-type person. But he just would not listen. There's a strain in my family. My Stubborn. grandfather was bad. The uh, women are not important. Your dad's not like He's that. not that bad. He's not that way about it. But Sammy's more important. Right. You know, that's just the generation's thinking. Right. You know, and the generation before was a whole lot worse. Yeah. So, uh, so getting... It was just better to get Sammy to handle the situation. This made life a whole lot simpler. You know, I think I'm fairly lucky on both sides of my family that the women have been so strong. That's true. <laughs> way, way back. Yeah. You know, even my my dad's mother, oh, yeah. you know, you, Grandpa didn't cross her, you oh, yeah. know. And, um, yeah, well, my grandma... My, one of my grandmothers was a businesswoman, mm -hmm. and the other one was an extremely strong. Yes. Uh, yeah. She taught us stuff that, given the time period, was really amazing. That's good. You know, and about confidence as a woman. Well, and I think maybe part of it was that was a changing time. It Say was. the 1890s into yeah. the 1920s. Yeah. I mean, the vote didn't come until 1920. Yeah, well, see, my grandmother was born in 1913, mm -hmm. so she saw a lot of the changes. Right, she remembers, of, right. Was part of a lot of the changes, mm -hmm. and, and she was really, really smart, and she couldn't have gone to Fairham College. Uh, she was accepted, uh, and at the time, her father had the final say, and he said no. Oh, my goodness, what a heartbreak. Yeah, and she never forgave him. I bet not, because <laughs> she was born right at the time my aunts were born, Yeah, uh, my dad's sisters, and, well, and my mom's sisters, and they all went to college. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, she was, that's such here, a shame. Yeah, back Such here, a shame. Yeah, back here, and she, she, uh, she did everything to get an education. She rode a horse four miles, you know, in the wintertime. Over fences so she couldn't even see the roads. Oh, bless her heart. And um, she did board some over here. The, the closest school was, um, I guess it's six, I don't know if it would be six miles. I guess it would be about six miles between Mezzanine and Rock Castle. Mm -hmm. Down as far in yeah. as they were. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. down as far in as they were. And so, you know, and so she really sacrificed. She got, she graduated high school. Mm -hmm. And a lot of her brothers did not. Right, right. And then, um, you know, applied to Fairham College, was accepted. Oh, what And she a, could have been anything. Oh, what a heartbreak. Yeah. You know, and, and I didn't know it for years. And we were down at Fairham at one of their festivals, mm -hmm. walking around. And I had taken her 
taken her and Grandpa, I think, and he went off with some music people, of course. And, I walk, and she just really quietly said, you know, I could have gone to school here. Oh. Uh, but Daddy wouldn't let me. And I said, I knew right then she never got over it. No. You know, she was in her 70s then. Oh. Yeah. So. She had harbored. Yeah. But, you know, she got married. I think she had a good life. And she was an avid, avid reader. Yeah. And we didn't get the chance to look after her. She had a sudden heart attack. How old was she? She was 80, I think. Mm -hmm. Let's see, that was in 92. And she was born in 1913. So she wasn't quite 80. Yeah. So. And then Daddy's father, or Mama's father, got pneumonia and was dead in a week. Mm -hmm. She had looked after him and worked, but it hadn't got to the point. Well, you know, that's another thing that you know, we, it was an old saying in West Virginia, especially um, maybe amongst caretakers and their doctors, as, and the doctors would even say, Pneumonia is an old person's friend. Yeah. You know, as a good way to die if you have to die. Well, Grandma, Mama was sort of upset, you know, because he did get sick so suddenly. Mm -hmm. And the doctor kept saying, you know, he should, or she said the doctor seemed puzzled or maybe thinking he should be getting better. And finally, I just told her, I said, Mama, he missed his grandma and he wanted to go home. Yes. That too. And she, that kind of settled her on that. Mm -hmm. Because uh, he had, for five, he lived five years longer than Grandma. Mm -hmm. He was some older than her. He, he lived to be 93. Got good genes here in these mountains. Yeah. If you lived through childhood, you, yeah. <laughs> it was really hard to get through childhood. And then women had a lot of trouble with, or in the 20s and 30s, we lost a lot of women because of childbirth. Exactly. Back in the day. But if you got through all that, you were generally going to live a pretty long life. Into your 80s and 90s. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so, yeah, he lived about five years longer. And I, he was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because when you live that long, and I saw it with Grandpa, you know, there just weren't that many people with common knowledge, common background. Mm -hmm left to talk to. We talked to him all Well, the time. and you know what? That was a couple okay. quotes um, that I found, let me see, uh, or at least some of them that I read were about younger people interacting with older people and what wisdom you could get. But, oh yeah, like here, this, I like this one. Okay. This Robert Wesley Miller said, The best people are the good old wrinkled people with a sparkle in their eye, a wink when you walk by, or a toothless smile saying you are doing just fine. Aww, <laughs> um, that's a good one. Uh -huh, I like that one. Oh, this one's sort of funny. Robert Heinlein, one of your favorites. Oh, one of my well. To a point. <laughs> to a point? Oh, yeah. he's not one of your favorites? Oh, yeah. he's uh, His early work. All right. Well, this was a book called Time Enough for Love. Yeah, that was a good book. Okay. And he said, never tease an old dog. He might have one bite left. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that. Oh, and Rita Dove, who was our poet laureate here in Virginia, yeah. 
for uh, several years. I did get to see her speak at Virginia Tech oh, one time. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, the name of the po of the poem is on the bus with Rosa Parks, mm -hmm. but she said, "I've never stopped wanting to cross the equator." or touch an elk's horns, or sing Tosca, or screw James Dean in a field of wheat. <laughs> to hell with wisdom. They're all wrong. I'll never be through with my life. All right. Yes. That's a good one. Yes. Oh, and your fa one, another one of your favorites, Ellen Montgomery. Oh, yeah. Chronicles of Avonlea mm -hmm. said, Even 80-odd is sometimes vulnerable to vanity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that scene. <laughs> uh -huh. Yes. Yeah. Huh, and we have so many good examples around us. Not to say that we're not getting older. Right, but... But we have some really good examples. We do. Of people in Absolutely. this area that are extremely well, active in a lot of different ways. And you're surprised at their ages. Okay. I, I'm surprised sometimes at their ages. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't really know. I mean, know. well up in their 80s. And yeah, see it on Facebook that somebody's 84 and, you know, they were serving you at the uh, dinner, dinner the, the other night right, you know, right. or whatever. You know. Yeah. That yeah. might be a bit of an exaggeration, but, yeah, there really are yeah. some interesting and amazing older people around here mm -hmm. that we have some really good examples that say very active. Well, and that is, as they say, the key yep. is keeping, uh, at least keeping your interests alive yeah. and your friendships and yeah. your social life. Yeah. Yeah. Keep the, uh, keep the mind active and the body as active as it'll go. Mm-hmm. For yes. sure. All right. Well, do we have anything for... Let me see if there was any in here. Do you have anything? No, I'm bad. <laughs> You're not <laughs> bad. Um, here's another one from a caregiver book. Yeah. It's called uh, The Mindful Caregiver, Finding Ease in the Caregiving Journey. And her name is Nancy Christman. My caregiver mantra is to remember the only control you have is over the changes you choose to make. Another one she said, embracing a healing presence requires you to just be in the moment together. Yeah. And I found that was so true taking care of my dad. Yeah. We were we just needed to be in the moment together yeah. a lot. And deal with the the thing, one of the things with Grandpa, you know, I'm changing diapers for my grandfather. Right. And just to be matter of fact, this is the way it is. Yeah. And, you know, it, and we just got to do it. Yes. And, and we did it. And we yeah. dealt with it. Yes. And well, let's not make a big deal. Right. As I always call that, going into nurse's mode. Yeah. You know, yeah. if... if dad or whomever would yeah. get embarrassed it's like no I'm in nurses mode yeah, don't even is. think twice it's, about it it is what it is <laughs> you know 
You just don't yeah. do, don't don't think about it too much yeah. and go on. Yeah. You know, and I, I, you'd have what I would have to be careful of is I would feel bad for him. Right. Yes. Like the first time he had a. But he senses that. Yeah. 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 The first time he he was sitting at the table and Made he got up and his mouth let go. Exactly. You know. And, exactly. Uh, and I said, just, you know, not feel sorry, not just take care of it. Yeah. Because he would have gone to pieces. Oh, yeah. Because it was the first time it had ever happened. Yeah. And then we had to go to Vipers Creek quick after that. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, an issue after that. But it's the very first time it's happened in the floor. That's right. And, you know, I just cleaned it up. And that was um, it. Yeah. Yeah. Did a lot of laundry, taking care of my daddy. Oh, yeah. A lot of laundry. <laughs> Four or five loads yeah. a day oh, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's, it's what it is. It's just what it is. Yeah. Well, I hope this has been helpful to people. Yeah, well, and as you said, there are a lot of books and resources, apparently. Mm -hmm. that, um, and maybe, and there's so many more resources. Well, now. I have more resources now with Dad than I did with Grandpa. Oh, yes. And that was, uh, he died in 93. So that's what, 15 years? 20, dear. Huh? 20. 20, no, he died in 2003. Oh, in I'm sorry, 2003. 2003. Okay. Yeah, he died in 2000 years. So that's 15 years. Mm -hmm. Big difference in the resources. Yes. That were available from uh, point A, from then and now. Well, especially with social services and, yeah. and yeah. that Yeah, and of course my thing. grandfather's income at the time was actually better than daddy's is mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. you know, given the situa different situation and the property he owned and all of that. So so we may have more uh, access because of dad's income. Well, and that's a whole nother topic. That's is, a whole nother topic. Is, yeah, sometimes you either have to have a whole lot or a whole little in order to mm -hmm. make it. And, and it's the ones in between that can well, really have trouble. Yeah. Well, we, you know, Dad kind of wanted to do an assisted living thing. He draws twelve dollars too much money oh. to get help, but the, he doesn't have enough to yeah, actually the living, pay the for. Yeah, the assisted it. living situations here are twice his income. Right. Right. But because of that twelve dollars. He can't get, now, you know, if we ever have to have a more permanent situation, he probably would get help, but the, the assisted living, he can't do. Right. And this is, you know, me taking care of him is our answer to that. Yes. So. Yeah. It's so tough. It's, it, and it's. It's complicated, too. Mm -hmm. It's how we have, I've had, had some really great help mm -hmm. with the people here in Patrick County. With social services and the other agencies I've worked with. They've been tremendous. MVA has been tremendous. They take really good care of him. I yes. don't know about other places, but everywhere he has lived, he's had excellent care under VA. That's well, always good to hear. Yeah, yes. Veterans Administration. If, um, and um, I don't think he'd be alive if it wasn't for VA at this point. Hmm. All right, I guess we ought to wrap it up. Oh, well, thank you all for listening, and it's been interesting. Yeah, and our show notes can be found at quincepodcast.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook page under Quince Podcast. You can find us on iTunes under Quince Podcast or Beth Amon Ford or Leslie Sheeler. And we're also on Stitcher Radio if you have that app on your phone. So come and listen. 
All right, bye-bye.